peeps, I'm back again. I just want to let you guys know, sorry for my absence. You know, I'm not very good at keeping up with my own stuff, as you can see. But here I am. I'm back again. And I just want to let you guys know, um, there's some good news coming for the month of April. Um, for some reason, my moving situation kind of has been postponed. I haven't heard when we're supposed to move next month. So, huh, I'll have to update my family and whatever, whenever that ever actually becomes a thing. And then, on the other front, um, my uh, situation in the state of California, as well as anyone who lives in the same state as me, I heard from the Central Coast portion of it, even though it's considered Southern California according to the whole actual freaking state, um, I guess the county of San Luis may be going into the orange tier, and I say maybe, that's the county I live in right now. It may go into the orange tier, but it'll it'll be, you know, we shall see. But, of course, by next month in the whole state of California in general, um, people as old as my mother who are 50 plus age, you know, 50 years old and older, regular people, they're now eligible to get the vaccination shot, which is cool. Um, people who are 16 years of age, which basically is just teenagers to young adults that are pretty much um you know older they didn't say um how far it would go in a certain group they just said 16 years of age and older so possibly someone as old as me by the 15th can actually get next month a vaccination shot so far my mom because she works as a a supposed essential worker because she's a um, in support of services home caretaker for my autistic siblings she still uh, qualifies and also benefits from this because she got an early you know front on the line but the best part about it is she's actually at the correct age group anyways to be getting this stuff anyhow <laughs> due to the fact that she also has some um, ongoing health internal issues such as you know heart related issues thyroid issues and um, other stuff I could mention, but she is worried that it's an issue. But I don't know why TB is a bad thing. I mean, it's dormant. It's not like it's going to kill anybody. <laughs> as long as she doesn't have any more crazy sexual escapades or anything like that, she should be fine. Anyways, people, I'm just saying. Um, that's for people like her by next month on the 1st. And I hope it's not a joke because that's the worst date to put it. I, I wish it was just on the 2nd because, you know, after April 1st, I kind of really don't take that day serious. So, basically, April 1st is when people who are 50 years of age and older will, who are normal adults with no issues or not, or even with some internal issues or not, will get an opportunity to get a vaccination. 15 days later, which is 1-5, 15 days to be precise, that's going to be 16 years of age and older, which what they sit in the state of California, which I hope I look forward to getting a chance to go. And hopefully by that time, if we do get to have a shot, it'll hopefully accelerate and hopefully we'll be able to be in the orange tier if that really does happen and eventually into the yellow tier because that's where, you know, that herd immunity can be achieved. So, yeah, look forward to that, people. Look forward to a little bit sudden changes. In the long front, they said basically now the tax uh, time to turn in, basically, instead of next month, it's going to be on May, like the 17th. So anyone with some issues with taxes, like my issue, 
with my tax return being basically stolen from the 6th of this month and IRS not helping, which I did call and they did not want to help for no reason because they have an argumentative, agitated worker who just doesn't seem to be, you know, helpful and she's just off her damn mind. And anyhow, with that being said, it's going to be pushed until May. And that's just kind of odd. And on top of that, if that doesn't make any sites for sore eyes. Well, the other ongoing issue is finally the Suez Canal finally got free from its uh, little structural... Uh, I like to say maybe somebody, and they pretty much admitted it, and I had a feeling it could have been somebody's human error. They decided that somebody made up careened at one of the sides of the Suez Canal by accident. Maybe somebody made up turned the boats. But they also cited that there was some type of, you know, unnatural Saharan force winds that pushed it. My mom cites it's not possible. I could say it's, it's, it remains to be seen, you know. But, you know, we have an ocean. We have, um, you know, earthquakes. And those things can shake something as big as a boat. So, if I could say about anything about nature, nature is wild and freaky and really funny. So it's possible. It could have been like hurricanic, you know, tornadic, you know, hurricane and tornado-like winds that probably pushed that thing. But, you know, if that is the case, well, guess what? God's pissed or something, and he just wanted to punish us all by putting us, you know, in, some, in the penalty box. Because apparently he wanted to hold off on us to not have our stuff, probably. And pretty much we deserve that. It's okay, because we're all sinners, so... Sometimes, you know, he uses nature as an act of punishment to pretty much make his point and to punish those that he loves. So if you think about it like that, the Heavenly Father, who I call, who is the Mashiach, the Messiah, but you call probably God and Jesus still. Yeah, like I said, he could actually do that. So I, I wouldn't be surprised. He could pretty much summon a rainbow, you know, order a volcano to pop. I'm pretty sure he could do that too. But otherwise, they cite now, according to the news, that now the boat somehow got out of wherever it was stuck because some people decided to dig on the side, which I was thinking this whole time myself, why don't they just dig on the side it got stuck and maybe it could finally pop out of place? And some people actually did. A little size digging crane decided to, you know, open up so it could actually move. And I guess you could say the boat didn't run out of gas because they never mentioned anything about any gas or anything, you know, about an empty tank on the boat. So I'm pretty sure that wasn't the issue. And I guess it's safe to say it's back on track. It's just maybe by a few days it was behind schedule. But really, guys, even if it did lost a billion dollars each day, you know... I had a feeling it wasn't going to be like that for long. I just knew inside me, I thought to myself, just like the vaccination coming in our arms and in our lives and in our ways from last year, around the same time, around this one, I said this to myself, the vaccination's going to happen. Watch. And it did. And I was right. And just like that, I thought to myself too, I bet they'll just probably dig that out. And I was even thinking, I wonder if they're going to dig that out. And I bet they will. It's going to pretty much move. It's not going to be like that forever. I know news reports and some, you know, podcasters, YouTubers, possibly TikTokers and Instagrammers and whoever else reports, even Twitter, on this stuff. 
I had a feeling the Suez Canal was going to be like that for long. It wasn't going to hold hostage that hard. I mean, look. It was just a thing. It was a minor inconvenience, but it was just a minor inconvenience at someone else's financial cost. So, whoever he punished those millions for, you deserved it. So, that's all I got to say. And in that sense, that's what happened internationally. And back here at home, like I told you, on the California front of our coast, we're doing fine. But unfortunately, alas... It didn't stop people from attending spring break. And I don't know if you guys have been seeing some viral memes and TikToks and whatever. And I've been, like, watching it stuff. Oh, my God. I've been even reposting it on even my uh, social media. Uh, uh, you know, the Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok. Oh, by the way, I don't really have a Tumblr, if you guys are wondering. That's the only um, thing I don't use and I don't actually have. I might have opened an account, but I never actually used one, to be honest. So, yeah, that's the only social media site I don't have on. But I do have, basically, the everything else except that. So, basically, yeah. The Spring Breakers people going on the mask. And then, of course, you know, Miami. And then what happened to these people getting, like, a, a curfew. And then about a week ago or two weeks ago, you know trying to be assholes and and I guess there was some memes and some videos and some people in response to that kind of just basically pretty much stating what I was talking about about natural selection and I could tell you people yes it's a true thing okay natural selection is pretty much basically that you know it could be intentional wiping out of you know biological warfare it could be just sexism um the way eugenics works and also because ignorance too and just you know folly of man and their indecision of decisions so yeah pretty much that was basically spring break around that time for these college gen z kids they were pretty much fronting basically miami you know police and all that stuff and then they're giving them a hard time and i guess a one guy who was like a gay tiktoker basically you know said you chose you know Natural selection, bitch. So basically, yeah. He wasn't lying. He made some sense. He was like yelling, though. He was just like so angry and upset and stuff. Which I understand. I recognize. And I actually repost that on my own Instagram. And you'll probably see that on my stories. Of Instagram stories. Possibly in both my um, podcast Instagram. And also on my main Instagram. Where it's my personal one. Probably on those. You'll see that. If it's still on there, because I know sometimes with these Instagram stories, pretty much they copy um, Snapchat. They'll probably be there for a day and just be gone. I'll probably have to repost that some other time or something. Like in my main feeds. Because they never take away those, because those are just permanent. And pretty much, you know. Pretty much. And anyways, peeps, I just gotta let you know about that. So far, um, life's been doing good for me. Besides the misfortune of not having to get my tax return on time. This never happened though. Can I tell you something guys? It's been a first time my taxes have been impacted just because people during this recession slash pandemic as I've been phrasing it already called the pandemic recession as I call it. Desperate times come from desperate measures and I think somebody who was moving in whatever box they moved out with or moved in with didn't you know resend the mail back to the post office or turn it into housing 
I think what happened was they might have stolen it just to take away some of my money for identity theft purposes. And that's pretty much my suspicion what happened to my taxes return. So this is why I was talking about, you know, this tax stuff because I don't know if this is me happening to. But lately, because of money issues, you know, nationwide here in America, I can tell you, yeah, it's really hurting people a lot more. And I don't know if you heard my last podcast about some family getting killed because a guy was having some, you know, I wouldn't say, I'm just going to say it. He cussed at them, threatened them. He wanted to have a piece of that 1400 stimulus check. And unfortunately, the girl or the woman said no. He killed them all. And the last one was the family with the mom, the daughter, and her brother. And I guess another family again. And I'm just saying, people, this is real. I'm just saying, what I noticed about the pandemic recession, at least when I say this in particular, from the last recession to this recession, if it's not killing a family over money, it's just killing a family because they're not able to financially support or survive. Because of these, you know, unforeseen circumstances, people are just dying because of money insecurities, basically. You know, fear of no money is really a big challenging thing mostly for men it's really weird but it's like i would think it'd be more of a struggle for a woman but it's not it's really more of a struggle for a guy i think it's like an egotistical thing because for men for them not being the provider i think it's like a a demasculating kind of situation and some of them are just killing because they're not able to be that you know head of the household kind of thing or just be the man, the top dog, the alpha male, whatever. It could also even be an egotistical thing, too. It, it doesn't even have to be a guy thing. It could also be because, you know, they see themselves as the star of the show or something, mentally speaking. And they're not really seeing that now they're not able to provide. And it puts them in the kind of state where they think, oh, you know what? I had to get it my, my way or the highway or something. And also, you know what? They just want to cut and dry and, you know, get to the point of why they want the money. And even if it means killing someone they love or someone they know for money, they're willing to do that. So it's kind of alarming. So yeah, men are kind of becoming savages lately over money. Some men are. Not all, but just some. Which is really utterly alarming. So I just want to put that out there. But in general, I think people in general, no matter what gender you are, sex, or whatever you want to call it, you know times are really hard and a lot of people are just not happy you know not having enough money to spend and not having any money at all to use so they can salvage their happiness self and income and unfortunately it's becoming apparent that you know money really just kind of controls our world and it's kind of sad and yeah so that's pretty much what I'm thinking what happened with my tax return was somebody stole it instead of turning it in they're probably, you know, took my social security number again. They pretty much are stealing my money from my taxes. And, you know, IRS is really just not doing anything about it. They're just pretty much helpless and useless at this point. So I could try to call them again, but I don't know if it's going to even, you know, bother or work. I could probably just mail them a letter back saying something happened, my tax return was stolen, can you guys reissue a tax return or do I really have to talk to my former employer to reissue one? Supposedly, my mom says because since she's the client of my former employer, she's the one, she told me inside of this she could take care of this for me. I don't know if it's going to really work, 
but I just know that somebody took my tax return and it's no longer in my hands or even in my grasp. It was in my, you know, apartment mailbox, but it just wasn't in the right P.O. box of the mailbox because I don't know if you guys noticed, but some of these apartment complexes, they have all these like grouped boxes in one section of the apartment complex. And for some reason, they think that's just easier. I feel like it seems like it's a challenge for these mail carriers because for some reason, they don't have, you know, the patience and if not wanting to have the willingness to, you know, decipher and read every personal box that goes to every apartment. So they're just pretty much stuffing in in the mailboxes all the letters that they receive and just without a care. This is really bad, guys. With these pandemic recession times, the last thing we need to be doing to each other is just taking away something that even is even our own. But I understand why, and I respect why the survival of the fittest mentality is the thing you need to have it. But it's like, that's kind of like a survival of the fittest complex, to be honest. It's a complexity. It's just kind of ironic. It's just odd. I don't understand where people are going from, I had to steal this from someone during this time of the pandemic recession to last year and pretty much previous years before the recession happened again, I didn't have a problem with this tax return being stolen. It could have been a minor inconvenience and they could have just turned themselves in and just say, hey, um, I got this in my box. Can you like stop sending it over here? No, they just took it and it just never returned to the actual box. And that was bad. My mom did call um, the people, the PO box, however, for the apartment complex because it has two you know, UPS, or not, or I don't know if it's not UPS, I think it's called USPS, okay, United States Postal Service, okay, and there's two of them in the town I live in, this county, and one of them is near the highway, and the other one's actually downtown, and because she claims that the one near the highway is the one responsible, and wholly responsible, supposedly they may have stated they had seen something or not, and told her they didn't see anything and so I thought it was odd because they told her they didn't see anything there but I don't know if that's even the truth either so for all we know we have stubborn United States Postal Workers we have people who are just working for these United States Postal Services and they're just not helpful and then we have unhelpful and very useless IRS people who are just at the point they just want to pretty much throw in the towel well then they should it's not doing anybody any favors, so they're just going to be upset and not wanting to help people. And, and when they're the ones telling them the problem, and they're just rebuffing it back like it's just something they just can't stand to hear for some reason. Like it burns their ears for some reason. I don't know. I thought that was the whole point of, you know, calling the IRS for when something came up and you're supposed to tell them so that way they could do their job correctly. But they can't because they're pretty much offended for no reason. For some reason. And then, of course... You know, all the other stuff that just doesn't make any sense with, you know, during tax season. And now the push schedule, which I hope I can still meet by next month at least. And I hope I'm not the only one here going through this. Unless it is, then I'm just going to say thank goodness. Because this would be bad. Because already California already experienced, you know, the, um... You know, the EDD issue with a bunch of inmates stealing people's, you know, unemployment. And then, and then with the other fact of the matter is that people last year 
the beginning of this pandemic and also recession, applying for the personal protection equipment known as PPE and basically utilizing it to buy, you know, a lifestyle instead of just, you know, saving themselves with, you know, things that could protect them while they're working. And some people pretty much fraudulently did that and some people got in jail and trouble with that. So, yeah. I can honestly say people, yeah. During these times, people are willing to do anything to survive. This is why I told my mom and I coined the phrase, as well as I'm pretty sure this is a, a well-known phrase. Anyways, even if I did coin it or not, desperate times call for desperate measures. And these are the kind of measures people are willing to do during these desperate times. After all, a pandemic with a recession is what I would consider a desperate time. So, there you go, people. In theory, I'm not even lying. I'm just being honest. I'm, I, I said no lies. I said only facts. And the fact is, that happened to me. I don't know how many more people are like me, going through the same stuff. It shall be remain to be seen. But in other cases, people, just be aware. If you're living in the state of California, and you're waiting for your taxes, yeah. Probably had to, you know, besides sign up for the information from the United States Postal Service, perhaps, maybe, the same day the mailman comes, just go get your mail the same day. Like, maybe, like, five minutes after they leave. You know, because of social distancing, as they call it. I call it physical distancing, because really, you have to be physically distant. And you can't even be socialized with anyone, which I still say is absurd to say. You're not socially distant, you're just physically distant, okay? Let's get that straight. Let's remind ourselves, physical distance. Because you can still be socially distanced, because you're already on the phone when you do it. So there you go. You're already doing it on your phone. You don't have to do that in public. Because that would be like yelling from across the street, and it's just weird. And that's what I'm saying. After the mailman or woman comes, maybe just go there five minutes later, pop in, and maybe if you see your other neighbors, like in my situation, just probably have to wait, like, you know, the whole six feet apart stuff, have your mask ready, and just, you know, get in that box, get out. But before you leave, you know, double check if you left anything in there, and then just pull it out. And then just move on. If you see someone's name on there, I would suggest start writing people. Um, write a little uh, post-it note and possibly tape or glue onto the actual, you know, sender who was unfortunately sent to your address. And it was an error because they don't live at your address currently. Just write to them, stop sending it here, please return to the main mailbox, and then put it in the outgoing box. Where, you know, where you put in everything, where you're trying to, you know, mail out all your, you know, bills and stuff like that, or timesheets and whatever. That's what I do. I start, I start collecting them if I have time, and then I start writing post-it notes on them, telling these mail carriers to stop sending them here because nobody lives here by that name. And if they have an issue, they have to leave it at the mailbox in the actual main portion of the post carrier and those people have to pick it up there themselves or turn into housing because housing knows where all these people live anyways and pretty much deal with that at that point and i'm talking about in response in housing i can't really say with actual apartment landlords and whatever because those people you know they don't keep up with you know former tenants like that it's mostly people of housing they do but not I don't think an actual regular, you know, landlord. 
I would think them and the main post offices should be held all the, you know, mail that keeps sending there where previous tenants live, they should hold on to it and then just inform those people to come pick it up instead. You know, like in um, housing's case, they should just hold it for like a month and then after that month, you know, outpost it or deliver it in person to the main United States Postal Service and just tell them to stop sending it to their place because these tenants don't live there. And you know because these people don't live there and they can give them, provide them a list, handwritten or typed out, stating why they don't live there because they moved out, they were evicted, and also it just makes sense to not bring it over there because it's just too much homework and just too much time consumption having to sort things that's not even their responsibility and the people who didn't, you know, do a change of address should be the held accountable people. At least for that. <laughs> wow, that guy just... Oh, wow. Anyways, I was, um, I was watching something. <laughs> I just want to let you guys know that's all I gotta say about my issues that happened as late as this month of March. Hopefully next month can be more uh, hopeful, if not helpful. And also... I do hope that whatever problems my sister Liz is dealing with currently right now, they can be resolved instantly, even though she's looking for a person of interest that needs to be served for some reason. So hopefully that gets taken care of and hopefully safety is still, you know, resumes and her life can still carry on. I feel like that that guy is pretty much in town here or in this county in general just to troll her because he's just being mean. But yeah, you know, some people are just jerks and assholes about stuff. And just trolling for no reason. But just to basically be just that, a troll. Which to me I would consider like a human parasite and a human cancer. Because that's just evil. Got no life. Got no regard. Got no way to understand why you're doing that for the first place. Because why? Why go through the point of trying to, you know, get back at an ex that you're the one causing harm to. And not leave. And why not just move on and stop, you know, trying to, you know, basically, you know, live in such disappointing and unnecessary, unpleasant, you know, ways of life. Such as if you have a family that you used to live in the same area as and for some reason doesn't want to live in that same area, which is weird. I'm just like, you know, most of us who are millennials who are living at home, that's what we're doing now. We're living close by our parents or living with them because of money troubles, you know. And in some cases, some millennials, like my sister's ex, decided to just basically duke it out and stand out here in this county. And he's not even from here, actually. He just basically has, like, well, had a business, I should say, before it got gone. And he ended up being supposedly homeless for this reason. I would think, with common sense, he would want to live with his mom and sister. So I would just think, yeah, maybe that. I would think so, too, but... Some people are just stubborn as mules and they just are, you know, gluttons of, uh, you know, for punishment and creatures of habit for some reason. And so for those reasons, I'm just saying, desperate times call for desperate measures. That's what people are basically doing. This is the theme of my podcast, basically, I'm trying to say. Desperate times call for desperate measures. Hopefully, these desperate measures can be averted for the ones who are trying to sow bad stuff, like my sister's ex. Like those people who deliberately didn't read my mailbox from this apartment that I live in. Even though my mom's the one who's the head. And I just live with her. Which is, you know, 
what's going on. And, you know, people wouldn't be able to take advantage of something if people would have done their jobs correctly and done the right thing. Things could have been, you know, averted. Pretty much. And then you have, basically, the situation with the people, mostly Gen Z kids in particular, they could have avoided, you know, higher spike cases in the state of Florida, specifically in the city of Miami, if they just thought about wearing a damn mask and leave by the curfew 8 o'clock time that was given there. But since they didn't want to, like one guy put it, you guys chose natural selection, bitch. You all did. And you probably deserve that. And this is what he said afterwards in his TikTok. That you don't even bother going to the ER. Don't even bother going to the hospital. Just stay at home and relive your last memories because that's going to be all the time you're going to have, bitch. That's pretty much what he said. But he had like a really scratchy kind of like, you know, sore voice. So, yeah. Kind of got the gist of what he was saying. But you get the point. And then that was pretty much it. For that, of course. I just hope... That none of you guys are going through what I'm going to. I'm not trying to say I hope I'm not the only one. But I just hope mine's just an isolated incident. But it will be resolved. And finally I could say I got resolved with my food stamps case supposedly this month or last month. And supposedly, it was supposedly according to those people, a minor misunderstanding or something like that. But really, you know, charging people during the start of the pandemic, I would have to say... If not the start, but during the middle of this time, that was a dumb thing they did to me. They were trying to nearly charge me $600, and for what? For a couple times I didn't use my, you know, ABT card? And also for the time I couldn't even go out because of all these, you know, restrictions we were having to go through. It doesn't make any sense, you know? And, you know, ever since then, after I had my little brief interaction with these people on the phone, I can honestly tell you guys, yeah. At least one thing was looking up for me. They finally got off my back for that, which was good. You know? I can close the chapter in my book, but I probably won't be using their services for a good year, if not a while, for what they've done. Because of that, it was just too much for me, and I just couldn't take it. So I said, you know what? I don't think I would ever want to apply for these services again. If that's what they're just trying to do, if they just don't want to help people, they should just say we can only help certain types of people because... Our demands are just too high for certain people to be utilizing if they already have a job and income coming in. I mean, that's pretty much what they should have said. You already have income coming in. We can't have you on these times, but we're sorry. You know? Even though mine was just a part-time job, basically. And it was 44 to like 40 hours a week almost, but on part-time hours because the job that I used to work with basically is the services that my mom pretty much requested so yeah that was the only highlight of my life this year finally something went good my way after quitting that horrible job and basically that happened for me that and then receiving my own stimulus check which was nice but then again it's like for how long you know how long am I going to keep receiving stuff and incentives until I realize you know, all these perks are going to pretty much dry up. And, well, there goes my, you know, incentive. You know? That. And other facts of the matter, too. That I just want to know where the whereabouts of my tax return. If I'll ever get that back. Or if they'll just reissue 
a new one and just discard that one because it would just be pretty much useless at the time. You know, because I did turn in everything. I did do things on time. I just quit the first year, the first month, so I didn't even work the other 15 days. I just pretty much quit after the first 15 days of the month, and that was it of this year, pretty much. You know, I am entitled to that money. Maybe not entitled for that month, but definitely entitled for that, you know, money that was made over last year during the pandemic, which was very tough. Even though supposedly time has been showing us that the vaccine rate is slightly going up and people are slightly becoming understandably cooperative and possibly understanding. So basically, you know, things are starting to look up for everyone. But of course, that doesn't stop the whole desperate times, desperate measures crap. It just reinforces the reality that it wasn't going to be like this forever. Just like what happened to the Suez Canal. And just like what I said about the vaccines. It was going to happen anyways. And one way or the other, we we're going to have to get it anyway. So yeah, and that's pretty much what's happened to me. Why I was absent. Why I think some bad things are happening. My suspicions on it. And why California may be getting out of its uh, cave or hole. That it pretty much was unfortunately forced into because of that. Oh yeah, and also the final thing I have to say about all of this is that, yeah, while this is going on, apparently since coronavirus happened last year, this is pretty much what brewed all the racism for Asians. And I have to say, it's startling to know that people want to blame a group of people because of something their government refused to tell the whole world. And I find it very unflattery. And it's very sad because normally people don't have this kind of arbitrary attitude. They're not really upset with Asian people mostly. Unless you're a person of color and you are and you have some difficulties with them for personal reasons and stuff. But otherwise, I would have to say honestly, now it's like, you know, it's kind of their worst nightmare but on crack. And yeah, I don't know if this was a payback of some sort of the universe. I don't know if it was because, you know, this coronavirus fear-mongering of Donald Trump pretty much accelerated that idiotic racism, pretty much. And this is why that shooting that happened over there at that boutiques over there in uh, Atlanta, Georgia, was pretty much the start of, of recognizing the Asian hate pretty much in the media. So, yeah, I could say, yeah, it's really messed up and... All I can say, I hope it really stops because now that the vaccine's here, now that people are, are getting in line and getting their shots, at least the willful people and not the idiot ones that are just being defiant and not cooperative, I'm just going to say this. The more that we get vaccinated, I guess the hate's going to pretty much subside. And as long as it keeps going, there's not going to be much people with a hateful heart in the end. But who knows, really? And that's all i got to say about that. Hopefully I have something else to talk about in the future on my podcast that's worth mentioning, which is basically the update in which tier my county is going to be in. And also if when they'll change, you know, anything else concerning the vaccination. But otherwise, I'm looking forward to hopefully getting a shot to myself. I know the whole point of not getting a shot is because you know the argument is there's not enough studies or years 
Well, you know, all those trials that they were doing lately, they didn't need years to do it, people. They just had people willing to try these trials to see what work. Because the technology is already here to advance our time to expedite all these vaccinations and stuff. It was not like it wasn't going to happen. It was going to happen. It was just who was willing to, you know, make a big sacrifice. And pretty much, that pretty much got resolved. Now they're just going to go on to the children and pretty much do the same thing. Trials, and if they're seeing some errors, they'll just probably have to change whatever ingredients. Like I was telling you in the beginning of my original podcast months ago or last year, around in June. I was telling you guys about, I think, or in July. And basically what's going to happen is that, yeah, they'll just probably have to modify it that it could be kids safe and who knows we're all going to probably come back to life as we know it like our current newer more appropriate president would say you know by the time we'll be getting vaccinated by the time in may or june or something basically around july we'll be back in time for normal life by summer is what he's saying well that all depends on cooperation on people and that also depends on the willingness of people that really want that kind of stuff and, you know, people have been saying the whole, oh, it's gonna, they're going to make it harder for us. Actually, no. We made it harder ourselves. We're doing things, okay, that are just basically making it harder. That it seems like it's them when it's really us. You know, fighting, bitching about wearing a mask at a store. Complaining about why they don't want to wear one in a plane. And then the fact of the matter is demanding and basically trying to hold the government hostage themselves because they want to have it their way. Well, pretty much, people, you have yourselves to blame. You know, the whole point of, you know, cooperation is to be a willing participant, right? Well, having willingness really goes in hand in hand with stuff to go in everyone's way, not just in one way, which pretty much people were pretty much fighting. You know, this anti-government stuff pretty much stems from a rebellious type of nature of people, you know. And that's what I'm going to say. You guys are pretty much rebellious in nature, but not for the right reasons, but for the wrong ones. You see, when people did Black Lives Matter, that wasn't rebellion. That was people calling out stuff. Okay? It's called constructive criticism. Now, most people today who are fighting to wear a mask, they turn it political. They weaponize that as an act of rebellion. Not because they thought they were being silenced. No, it's because the whole point of, you know, that so-called thing called, you know, I live in a free country. Well, in their minds, they live in a free country. In your mind, you do. But if it was free, then how come you had to pay rent? And if it was free, how come you had to buy food? And if it was really free, why is it that you have to pay property taxes on a land that you paid for? And if it's really all free, then really... You wouldn't even complain. You know? That's pretty much food for thought right there. I think it's just in your mind is free. And you're right. It's all in your head. Because it was free in your head. Not in reality. You know? A mask is free to wear. Okay? But outside your house? You know? That depends on where and what place you are next to a group of people. And basically, whoever is in your way, you know, and the not having vaccination, pretty much, that pretty much put the silence there. But, yeah. I'll have to talk more about this freedom of speech and freedom of freeness and free in general later in another podcast. 
because I need to think about it more before I, you know, throw it out here like that. But anyways, that's all I got to say for uh, this podcast, updates in the state, people, you know, profiting from pain, and then basically desperate acts, desperate times and desperate measures and stuff like that. What happened to my sister and basically what happened to me. And that's pretty much it, guys. I'll tell you more about what's going on, but, hmm, kind of, like, foggy in my head right now. I guess because it's midnight, I feel kind of sleepy, so, yeah. We'll see you next podcast, and thanks for listening. This is Rosie Says.